This podcast is powered by The Plug. Hey yo, podcast listening people, how you doing today, huh? Really appreciate you listening in. Hey, do us this tiny favor, very small favor, leave us a review wherever you're listening. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave us a review there and subscribe so that you can get notified. Subscribe to get notified for when we have future episodes launching. We have some really great stuff coming up and I have a fantastic show for you today. By the way, Connor Doobie here. And I'm your host, if you didn't know, with the most each and every single episode, here to bring you the top information, insights, resources, tools, tips, tricks, stories from the local Colorado influencers, entrepreneurs, mentors, leaders, and subject matter experts that I'm interested in, that you're interested in, and we all want to hear from. And I have a great show for you today. Very fun show. Return show. Matter of fact, Hat Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt Handshaken Holmes stops by again his second time around. He is a world record holder, video series host, international keynote speaker, and man of mystery, uh, ex-motorcycle drag racer, and none other than my good friend. So Matt Holmes, great time, lots of fun, uh, lots of uh, really interesting insights. Guy's always got uh, some golden nuggets to drop and share when he comes by. And before we get there real quick, if you're interested in partnering up with Mile High Mentors, you want to collaborate, you want to sponsor the show, you want to support what we're doing and cross-pollinate audiences, as they say, drop us an email, milehighmentors at gmail.com. You can also give us a shout wherever you see us on social media. Just slide on into the DMs. You can send us a message, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, wherever you find us. We do use Instagram probably the most out of any. So drop us a line there or send us an email, milehighmentors at gmail.com. Love to see what we can do uh, if you're a Colorado-based business entrepreneur uh, and uh, you want to collaborate. Let's make something happen. All right, guys, without further ado, please give it up for Matt Handshaken Homes on the Mile High Mentors podcast. live we are live what's up internet people (laughs) internet people you're our official second return guest i'm sorry i'm sorry a day late a dollar short pretty much what you been up to man dude just uh enjoying the warmer weather here in denver colorado um nice to finally start warming pull your up mic pull your mic out there a little bit because now it's kind of hidden in your your voice sorry, sounds, guys. sorry that's better, better? That's, okay. that's perfect yeah you might just have to hold it like a goon dude i was doing a consultation call today with this guy he went suddenly <laughs> when suddenly out of the bush when suddenly uh uh he had he had that while he was talking on the phone and he literally was holding it to his mouth and every time I was talking, he was like just breathing heavily into the microphone. It was very much like that. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Handshaking Homes. So Handshaking Homes, a little context for you guys listening today, is a return guest. And we had you on almost two years ago, I think we had you on as a guest. And a couple things we should definitely talk about. 
Uh, first off, you've been building your business while traveling a lot, which is really exciting. Even though Denver's your headquarters, you live here, you build your business here, but you've been able to travel and you're now a high paid speaker since a high paid speaker. I mean, you've done some stuff, but now you got like some consistency going, but, but before we even get to that, what you've been up to, man, what's going on in your life? Yeah, well, just finished five months of world traveling. I spent three months in Philippines with my team, which now today we just had two new folks start. So there are six people who work for Handshaken today. And um, after Philippines for three months, I then backpacked around the Middle East and Europe for another two months and then just got back here almost two months ago. So just adjusting back to trying to, you know, run a consistent, disciplined life of the CEO and founder. Aren't you planning another trip soon? I might leave for eight weeks in June. We'll see. <laughs> He's still fighting off the jet lag and already, pla- dude, once you do it, when you do it, when you start traveling, it's so addicting. Right? It is so addicting. Was that your first yes. stint? Like major international stint? Is that a word? Your- yeah. I mean that one, that was the first time I signed a lease in a different country, but um, I had traveled for two and a half months, uh, April of last year. And that was the first time, that was my first, you know, solo backpacker trip. I went to Japan for one week, Philippines for two months. I extended that. That was supposed to be a 20-day trip, but it turned into two and a half months. And um, yeah, did Philippines for two months and then Thailand for one week and back. Does it help you to be able to see me if I, uh, if I do this? Try talking. It always helps me when I can see you can, every can single you see, time. Can you see me now? Like, yeah, I can that? see you. Oh, okay. You're, uh, pull your uh, thing out again one more time. Sorry, guys. Sorry. We're trying to always work the audio challenges of doing this thing remote, but uh, yeah. Okay. So we've, we've, you know, grown the audience by thousands since you came on as a uh, guest a couple, uh, two years ago now. And so um, first, you got to lay down the story of the handshake and world record that you are broker <laughs> bro, uh, world record breaker or, or that's it yeah. yeah no that's it. i mean you, i think you said broker we also broker handshakes it's true <laughs> um yeah so let's see the quick backstory i launched handshake now just over four years ago and at first we were kind of teaching people how to handshake better which meant we were interviewing famous billionaires about how networking played in their success but then I realized that people want my, wanted my help. They wanted to help launching an online presence. So we started building personal websites. And that was around the time when I got really serious about handshaking. And I mean, don't lie. I know a lot of the listeners out there, breaking a world record is not on my bucket list only. A lot of us want to do that. And for me, I finally realized, oh, I know what kind of world record to break. I will break a, rec- a world record related to, guess what? Handshaking. Wait, and so I, the business came before the handshaking record? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. However, the nicknames came before the business. Uh, I was caught shaking hands with politicians. I worked on Capitol Hill when I was trying politics and trying to figure out what was right for my career. And I would shake hands with Paul Ryan, John Boehner, and a lot of the famous politicians. And then I got called handshaking homes. And then the business came, and then the world record came after that. Dude, if only you went into politics. Hey, man, I know expert <laughs> handshaker. Uh-huh. Donald Trump better watch out with that weak-ass handshake of his. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> well, dude, it, when you got small topic. hands, when you got small hands, you don't have a very strong handshake. It's true. It's true. You know, you got more velocity. I mean, I can uh, test firsthand. Matt, Matt has some fiery handshaking hands. <laughs> <laughs> Both at the same time. Wait, oh, so, yeah. so, 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 uh, share a little bit more in on context on the uh, some of the folks that you've been even interviewed uh, for. Uh, handshake and pro- some familiar names for sure. Yeah. So um, some big names I've interviewed. Kimball Musk is, you guessed it, Elon Musk's brother. He lived here in Colorado for a point, you know, co- co-founder of PayPal, sits on the board of SpaceX, Tesla. Uh, he was an amazing guest to interview. Nowadays, he's, he's launching his sustainable restaurant brand, The Kitchen, as well as sitting on the board of like probably seven other huge companies. The Kitchen, uh, he, the kitchen yeah. is his brand? It is. Yeah, they've got the kitchen next door and then the kitchen and then the really nice one in Boulder is the kitchen upstairs. Uh, I highly recommend all those spots. Amazing food. Uh, not just because I know the founder. But um, yeah, he, he's been a, a great guest interview. We've had John Paul DeJoria, the founder of Patron Tequila and Paul Mitchell Hair Products. And um, let's see, probably the third most notable guest that I also got along with the most is billionaire Jeff Hoffman, one of the entrepreneurs behind popular website Priceline.com. So uh, yeah, those are three of my top guests. Is he here in Colorado? No, he's based in Chicago, but he travels a lot. And uh, you know, we got along really well. He actually gave me his cell phone number and now we can text if I've got questions that he could answer. Do you get free Patron and hair product for life now? I know, that's what, that's what I was asking. And I, I failed to negotiate that, unfortunately. Damn, got scammed. I well, I think he just sold it recently for, for like $4 billion. I know. I can barely keep track of these guys because once they reach a little bit of success, then they start to have tons of things going on. Dude, tequila brand would be fun to build though. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would probably have lots of uh, celebrating. Yeah. Oh, man. I can imagine. But, yeah. but even just the craft that goes into tequila, I think there's not near as many tequila brands as there is whiskey or or uh, or even like really good tequila and i love tequila that's my favorite as you uh, yeah, know, you do. <laughs> as you know. <laughs> maybe one or two on your birthday night uh or uh or brought a whole fancy bottle uh but yeah. the good stuff man that you gotta you, you treat tequila with respect people people that are listening and tequila treats you back with respect that's true that's a good way of putting it so walk us through your handshake and record for those who don't know about it. Yes. So, you know, I started launching this business and even though we weren't making a lot of money off of personal websites for the first time in my life, I had a feeling that I knew this was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I never felt so confident about the content that I was putting out there being a reflection of who I am and what I'm interested in. So I knew I was all in. And that's when I started, you know, looking at world records. Cause I said, you know, for the rest of my life, I, I'd love to have a world record and, it better be about handshaking because networking and relationships are number one for me, especially in-person relationships as we get more and more emails and uh, online relationships. It really comes down to the actual handshake in person. But, um, you know, after, after some research, I, I learned that um, the most vulnerable world record that I might have a chance of breaking was the longest handshake between two people. So this is a world record that I hold with a partner. And at the end of the day, we shook hands for 46 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a long weekend. I mean, you, we started Friday at 11 a.m. We wanted to start at nine, but we were delayed. And then we shook hands all day on Friday. 
And then it was lunchtime dinner and then friends came by and friends drank. We had a beer sponsor. One of my buddies owns a brewery here and people hung out with us and celebrated on Friday night. And, um, and we, we were still shaking hands. <laughs> and then everyone went home and went to bed and woke up and some came by for lunch. Some came by for dinner. And on Saturday night, we're still in the same place, shaking each other's hand. <laughs> and they made hard eye contact the entire time. Just no, staring each other straight in the face. For Dude, I, I would do that. My partner, Juan Diaz de Leon, he's a beautiful gentleman. I, I would highly recommend staring deep into his eyes. And he will stare deep back into yours while shaking your hand, if you ask him nicely. So, um, so yeah, and then Saturday night ended. And, you know, we pushed through, we pushed through Saturday night, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And it was, it was getting painful at that point. You're probably starting to do bad things for your joints at that point. So, you know, we had a doctor who had to come in and, and check up on us. And, uh, you know, as soon as the, the timer stopped, it's 46 hours. And, you know, we had to go and dunk our entire arms in ice water and do some, like, stuff to make sure we didn't damage ourselves, although we probably did. So you got to um, stop. You got to stop at certain points points a guinness world or uh guinness book of world records set aside a couple pieces of criteria for yes. you. yes people love to ask me matt what about the bathroom <laughs> and just stare at each other in the eyes and just pee <laughs> into a bucket <laughs> oh god no the good news and the awful news is that for every one hour you shake hands guinness world record permits you to take a five minute break so if you shake hands for three hours, you can take a 15-minute break and go do your numbers. And, you know, because you just ate breakfast a few hours ago. You know, we shook with our left hand so we could eat breakfast with our right hand. It's kind of like this. And, um, yeah, so, so you get breaks. So the, the good news is, cool, you don't have to go pee together or poop together. And, two, the, the bad news, though, is that that makes it kind of lame. It's, it, so now the, the record is a challenge of whoever can stay awake the longest, you know, whichever partners can stay awake shaking hands the longest. And I encourage anyone to go out there and break our record. I promise we'll get press about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably be in your benefit more than anything. Mm -hmm. So guys, if you're up to the challenge, you're listening to this. Number one, Matt's the first one to say poop on the Mile High Mentors podcast. And number two, <laughs> and number two go break his record just, just so we can make him even more famous than he Do already. It. Oh, well, you yeah. built a brand out of that, which is really interesting. Like that's your, it was a, it was a step towards building your personal brand, uh, which is testament to having that thing that people can like resonate you with, resonate with you on. I said that right. Resonate on you with, with you on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, handshake and started as, you know, kind of the idea of networking for tech founders and, and we built all these personal websites and realized personal websites don't make our customers much money. So they, they're not going to sell for that much. And now fast forward more than two years after breaking the record and, and you know, that much more time to hone in our business model, we actually launch our own websites that generate leads for real estate contractors. So the model's changed a little bit. And you can say, now we, we help real estate contractors shake hands with local customers. And I'll take a moment to tell you guys why that business model shifted. Um, I, I come from a real estate investing background. So I look at an asset and how we can increase the value of that asset. And of course, how we can rent out that asset to make money every month. And uh, personal websites are great, but we're, they're not our asset. If we were to build connordoobie.com, we would be building your asset. You would own the domain. We would write content for you. You'd pay us a little bit for that. And then it would live on your website. 
But when we started launching our own websites, we saw the potential of ha- having a focused local website like Fort Collins Concrete Contractors and then getting that website to rank. And then we'd call up concrete contractors and rent the monthly traffic and phone calls that the website would receive. And then they would give quotes to the customers contacting the website. So going back to my real estate investing roots, you can kind of see how it now it's, it's made its way onto this online business known as Handshake. And we build web assets that generate leads for real estate contractors. And we're open to selling those assets for the right price too. But like a, like, like a typical landlord, you know, our mortgage the is right pretty price. low. Like we're, happy, old, we're happy to keep renting it. <laughs> good old hard handshake. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, do you still invest in real estate now? Because I know you're doing a little bit about back then, but now with all the traveling and everything and the way your business is involving, do you mostly just have your main business as your bread yeah. and butter? I'm down to two properties um, and an office. My office lease was three years. Uh, the two properties we own, so... The lease is at 30 years with the bank. <laughs> Name your office so everyone knows. Yeah, it's, it's called the Handshake and Headquarters. Search for us in Google. Of course, we'll show up. Um, and, and come say hi. I mean, we only have the lease for um, until May, at the end of May 2019. So I'm kind of considering I will downsize because our primary revenue stream is, is, comes from the internet and real estate contractors. And, you know, real estate's beginning to become a distraction and distracting me from from, you know, the core values and the core value that we provide at Handshake, which is uh, live phone calls each month to real estate contractors. Is that, a, is that a pretty viable business for a lot of people now? Or is there too much noise in that space to like, let's say I wanted to, how, how would someone go about, let's say they're passionate about dentistry, right? build a website, build SEO value on it. Um, like how do you actually go about that? How would someone create a business around that? Yeah. So we've got our uh, top secret checklist. Just kidding. I'll, I'll tell you guys everything. It's a lot <laughs> but, um, All you need yeah, is a $20 deposit and email address and social security number and Matt <laughs> Holmes will give it to you. <laughs> Love it. Uh, maybe if I get in the dark web, that offer will stand. Um, we, so we, we, like to pick smaller U.S. cities. Like Fort Collins has a population of 130,000 people in it versus our Denver website. We have Denver Concrete Stain uh, versus Fort Collins Concrete Contractors. So with the Fort Collins site, you know, it, it has all kinds of different concrete services where with Denver Concrete Stain, we tried to focus on like decorative stamped concrete and, um, you know, kind of more staining decorative stuff to compensate because there's 3 million people in Denver and a lot more concrete contractors too. So the competition's higher in Denver and that website does not perform as well as Fort Collins. So, you know, before you launch your site, consider where you're going to launch it. And hopefully that's a small city where you can beat out the competition. Is, uh, is, is, the, is the SEO drawn from actually buying the domain? So if you have a really good idea for a domain, buy the domain, build a couple stuff on there, or do you have to actively do a lot of work every day to like build SEO on the, on the website? Yeah. So I heard two questions in there. One's about the domains. One's about the ongoing work. Mm-hmm. Our goal with all of our websites is that it continues to stay on the first page of Google with one blog post per month. That mm-hmm. way we can sell them and people can easily manage that on their own. Uh, number two, the question about domain names. Yes, now we're talking about online real estate investing. The domain name is the land and you build your website, which is a house or storefront on top of it. That's the way I like to think about real estate versus domain names and websites. And, um, you know, with, 
With the domain names, absolutely. If we can buy an expired domain name that previously ranked in a city with the same niche that we're going to build a website on, heck yeah. As long as there's no trademark problems with that, which they usually aren't because all of our brands are generic. Fort Collins Concrete Contractors. We're not like um, Dario's Quality Concrete, one of our past renters for that website. That's you know specific to Dario's Quality mm. Concrete. So you know ours are generic, so we stay away from trademarks, and I would recommend you do the same. But um, yeah, if you can find a domain that comes with a lot of backlinks or you know, if it already has press from local newspapers, that's going to give you a huge SEO boost when you get started. Yeah, because when you start looking, you can be pretty surprised sometimes at domain names that aren't purchased. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love looking through expired domain names. <clears throat> yeah, you find them when they're expired or before they've even had anything like built on them. Um, we have some, so the, those in the industry, we would call those hand registered when you, when you just go to GoDaddy and it's available and you buy it versus there's expired domains and there's, which is part of the aftermarket domain name industry. And, uh, you know, with aftermarket domain names, you might be buying that from another domain name investor, or you might be buying it because you might be bidding against other people. So what happens when you don't renew, uh, is it, it's milehighpodcast.com. Is that right? Ours? We're, yeah. mile, we're uh, Mile High Mentors. Mile High, uh, mile, Colorado. Mile High Mentors. Dot co. Dot Colorado. Get out of here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Mile High Mentors. Well, dude, remember I talked to you. Somebody years ago bought MileHighMentors.com. So I need to there get you is. to hunt them down. There it is. I know. Yep. There it is. Hey, let's hunt them down. But right there's now nothing there. To. There's nothing there. So I know they're not um, using it. And, and, then, and then people like to say, well, you're not using the domain. You should give it to me. Sometimes people tell me that. And unfortunately, Connor, I tell them, well, you know what? If you sell me the land you bought two years, 20 years ago at yeah. the same price you bought it for, well, then I'll sell my domain at the same price that I bought it for. But um, yeah, I mean, we can track down who that is if, if they don't have privacy on their domain. And we should chat about that for sure. But yeah, the example, the example is milehighmentors.co. If you let that expire, your registrar will put it up for auction and show it to their users and try to get the highest bid for it. Because that way the registrar, for example, GoDaddy, could make more money than if they just let the first person register it for eight or ten dollars or whatever they charge. Right. So, uh, so that's that's how the domain names work. And and the really yeah. scary part is the really scary part about letting your domain names expire is what if you log into your Facebook with Connor at MileHighMentors.co? Well, now the next owner is the only one that controls all the emails associated with that website. So uh, yeah, people, people haven't really woken up to the fact of how important the domain name is in all of this online space. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, um, I didn't even think about it because I didn't know when I first started out what this was going to be yet and how big it was going to be and like how long we we're going to do it. And, and we're just doing it for fun. And now I see like tangible, you know, tangible business and, uh, Buy your domain name early, right away. Don't even, <laughs> don't wait on it. <laughs> don't make the same mistake as me. We got the oh, CO. Yeah. I like the Colorado, but nobody searches CO. Hey, yeah, you're telling me, you know, right now I'm trying to negotiate to buy handshaking.com with the G. It's probably going to cost me upwards of $8,000. And, and my own name, mattholmes.com. I'm not even buying that from an investor. There's another Matt Holmes who owns it and used to have a photography company. Now, the good news is he's not full-time on his photography anymore, and I'm starting to get paid speaking gigs, so I need that website, and he's open to selling it to me. So I told him, hey, I made him an offer. 
of 2000, which is probably a little bit higher than what like a, a name with the popularity, Matt and Holmes in the US, 2000 is probably about, about right, maybe a little bit high. He said, no. I, I raised my offer to $5,000, just an email offer, not, not anything with terms. So, um, and then he responded saying, I'd sell it for $7,000 today. And I said, I can't justify that investment. I need it. Refer me to get a speaking gig. And if I get that speaking gig from you, then I can afford to buy your domain from you and you'll make $7,000. But the biggest problem is he has a lot of his emails tied to his domain, Matt and mattholmes.com. And I'm just here, mattholmes.io. You know, um, I'm yeah. just, I'm just here on the dot IO. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty techie dot IO is, you know, there. So, so it's, it's funny when the domain name investing conference asks me to speak, I'm like, but I don't even own my exact match domains. <laughs> Isn't that a requirement? Yeah. So. I mean, you're, you're speaking as a gateway to the, your, your main business anyway. So handshaking, you know, if they go to the handshaking website, but yeah. uh, would you, so you, you would highly recommend if you are looking to build a brand, even if you may not be, you never know what the future is going to hold. Just, just buy your, buy your domain name, buy your own first and last uh, name. That's yeah. That's the first step. And usually the cheapest purchase you'll ever make online. It's like uh, we get our domains for a little bit more than $8 per year yeah. for new ones and, uh, and for renewals. And, you know, GoDaddy oftentimes has like $1 promos and then you renew it for 10, 12 bucks a year. Like that is nothing, but you're securing your land online for later when you use it. And if yeah. you don't secure it, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to buy it. And then, and then you're not going to know how to contact me. And even if you do, I'm going to have an awful number that you don't want to pay people mm. like me. Yeah. I had, a, I mean, I had a, someone had connordoobie.com. He's a musician and I'm actually talking back and forth with them on Facebook to get my domain since I have a lot more speaking and mm -hmm. stuff like that coming up. So mm -hmm. wish I would have done it, but it, yep. but it was like five years ago, I went and looked at connordoobie.com and it was already taken up. So, well, you know, the worst thing is when I registered my first domain, matchwheels.com, I thought I was going to open up a dealership. I like bought and sold a motorcycle in college. And that was, that was my first thing buy low, sell high. And it turned into real estate and then it turned into domain names and websites. But, um, I thought I was going to open a dealership. And when I bought matchwheels.com, which of course I still own today, because what if I get an email related to it? And, and now it just forwards to like some information about that. But you know, mattholmes.com was not registered back then. And I could have registered it, but I wasn't smart enough. I'm, I've smartened up now and it's going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars, but go buy your domain name guys. Do it now. Do it now. So what, um, over the past couple of years, walk, walk a little bit through your progression as a professional paid speaker at this point from, you know, how do you, how do you build a, a business and, and build revenue around that type of business? Yeah. So although I am a paid speaker only and I don't do any unpaid speaking gigs, I can't say I'm, I'm an experienced paid speaker. I'm, I'm new at this. And uh, I remember when I got my first offer to give my first speech uh, ever unpaid. And I was flattered and so excited and, you know, the energy and excitement of sharing something I'm passionate about with a group of people is what funded the work to put together a speech and, and deliver it. And, um, and, and then, you know, there, there became a point where I was getting offers monthly to give speeches. And although it's one of my favorite things to be on stage and talk about networking and online marketing and, and where the world's going with all this stuff it does take me a lot of time to prepare a great speech and to prepare a speech customized for your audience takes even more time. So, uh, 
So, you know, nowadays I, I have to charge. And um, I remember the first paid speaking gig I got was from an, a political organization, actually. And they just found me on my personal website, mattholmes.io, and reached out and said, hey, we saw your speaker. Can you talk about this topic to our group on this date? We have a budget of this much, which was not much, three digits. Um, where now, now it's, it's four digits now at this point. Uh, one of my speaking mentors says, once you start paid speaking, a, a good entry level is $2,500. And then you should get to 5000 pretty quickly after that. And it's going to be rare for you to ever get more than $10,000 unless you become like a, a Damon John or Barbara Corcoran and uh, have some other type of, uh, you know, huge clout and credibility. And, or even 100000 some, some of those folks get paid like hundred k for Yeah. Yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. Guy yeah. makes hundred k I bet. I but so so um do you, what what would what would like uh what's the difference between a twenty five hundred dollar gig that you're getting paid for now versus the free stuff you were doing you know before? Well, the difference is I've learned how to put. I, I'm more interested in who I'm speaking to, where before I was more interested in what I'm passionate about. Just like many things, like even the entire journey of my business, it, I, I've learned how to be more selfless and more accommodating to the people who are in the room or, or the people viewing your, your channel. You know, it's, it's always about being more accommodating to them. And that's always how to make more money. I've learned with handshake and it started as a video series. And I, I, I interviewed my first guest and I thought I, I was so nervous about myself and I got smarter and I, I started interviewing more guests and I focused on the guests and I thought, I thought I was doing well. Nope. I realized it's not about the guests either. It's about the people watching. It's about you guys. And, um, and then I, I started thinking more about the message and, and how to make that, give the, the audience a meaningful impact. And, and then I realized, nope, it's not about giving them a message. It's literally about doing the work for them, enabling them to reach their goals. So not only publishing content, but actually doing the work related to the content and being the expert on that was the next step. So that's when we started building personal websites for clients. And then we realized, wait, let's take it a step further. They want personal websites to get more clients and they want more credibility, but that's because you want more clients. So let's just build websites that are generating clients today. And then once, once we already have the clients calling us, well, that's kind of, that kind of flips the online marketing agency model on its head because most online marketing companies, which I'm not sure if I would call us that, but most want you to pay them and yeah, then the client hope, pays you to yeah. generate leads. So you, yeah, so I mean, you've got a pretty damn leads. good model because like you, you, uh, you can figure out what's to tap into that vein and then, and then that's what you monetize instead of having to go out and sell the clients. Like, hey, I've got these people that are ready to buy stuff from you. Uh, do, you do you want these leads? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one thing if I say, Connor, I think you could really use a personal website. Some credibility could help you get more clients. Where actually the conversation we're having is, Connor, Johnny just called me 20 minutes ago. He needs a quote related to your services. First, can you call Johnny back and help him out? And then second, I'd like to tell you about our referral website where Johnny contacted us at. But first, just deal with Johnny because I think he's ready to buy now. And, you know, you might close, you know, a percent of the leads we send you, but that's a different conversation than, than you, you know, we're talking about Johnny paying you. And then later we're talking about you paying us, which you is... You make a cut of the sales in that type of model? Great question. So, you know, our preference is that our, our renters pay us monthly rent and answer all the phone calls. 
But sometimes our prospective renters might only do huge commercial jobs and most of our leads might be a residential concrete or roofing or window tinting lead. And um, in that case, we would opt to sign a commission agreement. So we sign that in advance. And then when we have the biggest leads, we send those out and yeah, we have one lead in the pipeline for it's a $28,000 job. We'd make 20% of that. We have another lead in the pipeline. That's a quarter million dollar job out on the East coast. We would make 20% of that if we can, if, if our contractor closes it. So, you know, those commission agreements are, are powerful and some, you don't even need to pay us until you make money, of course. Mm-hmm. Powerful, but also challenging. And, and sometimes you got to twist people's arm to actually pay you. That's why the pay per oh, yeah. perform, performance model is in marketing is so challenging. It is. And, uh, you're, tricky, you're right. Very tricky. Yeah. Uh, if you can make it work, then, um, you make pretty good money. The other thing is if your client sucks at selling, then you're reliant on them selling shit. Yeah. Then you better pay us until you figure out your sales process. Cause we're not, that's your business. You better close. Otherwise we're going to quit sending you leads. Even if you signed a commission agreement with us, cause it's not worth our time. So is that mostly what your content and your, your, uh, speaking is about is helping other people build business models like that. So I'm still the most passionate about helping and um, you know other entrepreneurs network better you know whether that's like a startup to have better access to investors or an, a new agency owner having access to better high net worth clients mentorships huge like I'm a huge fan of mile high mentors because mentorship is huge like as business owners every day we're asking questions and we don't know the answer to it and we're taking our best guess but if you can surround yourself with a community of entrepreneurs who have done it in a similar industry mentorship's freaking huge. And it, I mean, for, for, we, we've been doing this. Let me give you an example of how important mentorship was with, with handshaking. Just in January of 2019, I was speaking at the domain name conference and we were having so much trouble before January because we couldn't figure out which contractors owed us money based off these commission agreements. And we, we were pretty sure that leads were closing and we were not getting paid our cut. And then I spoke with one of the moderators and successful business owners of the conference who has done the same thing I'm doing, build lead generation websites, but he did it for the legal space. You know, we're kind of focusing on real estate contractors. And, um, and he said, oh, Matt, you have to send a $100 Visa gift card to the customer to send you the receipt. And I was like, duh, like we're trying to tell the customers, you know, we need, we need to know so we can rate the contractors. You know, we want to know how you did. You know, we're, we're trying, like, just send them some cash and they'll be like, yes. So, um, so yeah, that was just a quick piece of advice that I got because, uh, I, I happened to score some random time with this top dog at the conference and, um, and he gave me one of the best pieces of advice. His name's Braden Pollock, uh, with legal brand marketing. And, uh, you know, he's got a ton of good content and, uh, do you know what kind of money, do you know what kind of money he does business wise with that type of model? Like how much he's charging per lead? How, what, what, what does his business do? Uh, I'm just it's, curious. Like, yeah, so, so I, I assume he would build a website like denverlawyers.com. No, no, no. His business, he's a top dog in that space. As a top dog, is he six-figure, eight-figure business, seven-figure oh, business? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, I'm not sure how much Braden is worth, but I, mm-hmm. I guess he's well into the uh, tens, if not hundreds of millions. He's, he's bro- he owns wow. a ton of domains that are – you know, strong one word domains that will sell for hundreds of thousands and 
he was even telling me about a deal that might be in the millions. It depends who you're selling it to, you know? One so, million dollars? One million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Thank he's you, been Austin Powers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's been in the domain space for decades where, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on one decade and that's not long enough. I mean, we're almost at 2020. You know, people were registering domains in the 90s. Well, and the beautiful thing about mentorship and connecting up with folks like Matt who are, you know, your genre, but not even the same industry or have had success in the same industry because I can study uh, Paul, Paul DeZorio, Paul De right? Paul DeZorio? John Paul DeZorio. John JP. Paul DeZorio. JP. JP. I could study a JAP and he sold a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar uh, tequila brand, mm-hmm. but I may be able to obtain a golden nugget from him that helps me take my agency from 10 million to a hundred million. Yep. So it's not even just studying the people in your same space, but I almost get more from people that are not in my same space and just get golden nuggets from them. Yeah. You know, I, I interviewed a pretty popular venture capitalist named Brad Feld. He's a, Oh, I know Brad. Yeah. I, yeah, Brad. Actually, we interviewed here at Galvanize where, where I'm uh, at right now. We interviewed in that room over there. I need but, to get uh, him on the podcast. Yes, you do. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, one of the best tips that he gave me was you want to have a mentor that's one year ahead of where you're at today or, or where you want to be one year from today. And then another mentor who's more like a decade ahead of where you're at. And that's uh, kind of a good way to look at the short-term goals and then like really look in big picture vision 10 years out. Yeah, I think people massively misunderstand um, uh, that or, or just mis- misperceive about mentorship is like you have mm-hmm. your mentor and that's your mentor. And it's like that's that one person in your life of the history of your life that you rely on. But you could have hundreds of mentors yeah. in different genres, right? I look at someone else for relationships versus someone yeah. else for finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I look to Matt for domains because I know nothing about it. I can tell you a thing or two, but not much more than that. <laughs> how do you, how do you, how does someone like you or someone who wants to dive in entrepreneurship or maybe they're struggling along, how do they, how do they build a business that gives you the flexibility and freedom to travel in the way that you have? Yeah, well, when, when I got out of real estate, that was a very clear goal for me about just over four years ago. I, I got sick of the people paying me and I got sick of the people that I was paying in real estate. And, you know, real estate's a physical thing that's in a city and, and it's going to stay in that city. And people who help you with that thing are also going to be in that city. So, you know, that's definitely something that I wanted to get away from. I wanted a remote online company. And it took me a moment to realize that, oh my gosh, we're a remote company. Everyone's working from home or co-working spaces and, and in different time zones. And <clears throat> I really started to manage that and pay attention to that a little bit better probably about six or nine months ago. And it's game-changing for all of us. Just, you know, the amount of contact that the team has, considering we're all in different time zones, like we, we didn't take like a notification on, on Google Hangouts is not that important if you work in an office because someone can come over and talk to you. But in a remote team, like, you know, if you were to walk up to your coworker and chat with them at your office, that's how we take video calls. Like if, if the team, if I'm driving, I'll just straight up call them on, on Google Hangouts 
we used to do Slack, but now we're back in Google Hangouts. Really? Kind of experimenting with Zoom a little bit. I mean, we're growing, so we might go back to Slack because now it's, it's getting pretty cluttery with six people. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, we use Slack right now. I love we, Slack, yeah. We went remote first of this year. So we're taking taking those steps also. You like my blue light blocker glasses? I do. You got to snag a pair of these. If you're on the computer all day, my eye is like so dry. Uh, but now Matt's wearing his uh, sunglasses inside. I look like a cool tech person. And he looks <laughs> like he's uh, consumed some, you know, Colorado goodies. <laughs> uh, wait, what was I talking about? Oh, um, uh, remote. Yeah, being remote. Uh, Slack. Yeah, it's a we're big using, decision. Yeah, we've been using Slack uh, with that. It's worked great. Um, one thing we have done, pro tip, is a remote company. I don't know if you do anything like this, but it's really made a difference for us is um, we do something called the daily 12 where we have a daily meeting in the morning, right? First thing in the morning, everybody hops on a Zoom call and we talk about challenges we're having and something we're excited about. And it just gets everyone, we go and circle, everyone in the company just shares their is, thing. Why is it daily 12? Are there 12 people that work there? 12 minutes. It's only 12 minutes long. Oh, cool, cool. I, I dig that, but, but I don't know where everyone's located in your company. With us, we're in, I'm in US. Everyone is in Philippines except for one gal in Pakistan. Mm. So we are like spread all around the globe. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and, one our, and our clients are mostly Mountain Standard and East Coast, but you know, US hours. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't do it with your clients, but just, just, um, just sure. you and your internal team. And then we yeah. take, and then we use Slack and we put everyone's challenges and things they're excited about in that Slack channel. It's like this whole group think thing. It's actually even, uh, cause when you're working in an office together, we'd go into the office and just dive into our workday and sometimes not even yeah. say hi to each other until like noon Every single day we get together 12 minutes, just get the energy going. And it's really, you know, I think been a good thing as a remote yeah. company. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, we have, we definitely have like weekly check-ins, monthly team meetings. You know, I'm chatting with my sales guys all day long, every day. We'll probably have a couple phone calls, especially while they're new. And uh, yeah, every, every day we're, we're calling. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like we have like the 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time is, is a good time. It's pretty late in Pakistan. It's very early in Philippines. But, uh, and you know, the sales guys are working U.S. hours anyway. So uh, yeah, the, so we, we've got like just a few hours where it's, it works for everyone. It's not too terribly inconvenient. Sales guys are in the Philippines? Yes. Oh. Uh, but, so sales guy in your type of model would be they're, they're reaching out to the different contractors to to get them to pay you guys monthly retainers for your yeah. leads and stuff. Uh, yeah. They, I, their stuff. title is phone sales manager because you know, they're managing sales, but they're also answering the inbound calls on our websites uh. that don't have renters yet. So they're, they're talking to leads and then they're connecting the leads with contractors and you know, we can either do monthly subscription or commission. So they're kind of managing all that times 65 websites. That's why we have three of them. It's fun, man. So, so what are some other pro tips you have for the entrepreneurs that want to travel and build their business at the same time? Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, our business model is still very relied on us contractors and talking to them during us hours. Now, you know, we've got a team, so it's not up to me only, but it's best if I'm available at those hours where, you know, some of the affiliate websites or, you know, 
uh, Amazon, Amazon affiliates, FBA websites, some of those websites that just make money off ads are, are very interesting to me and, and could open, for me, it could open up even more freedom. Because, you know, when I'm in Philippines, 10 p.m. comes along and that's usually 8 a.m. in Colorado. You know, that's, that's a notable time of the day. It's 10 p.m. So I can travel, sure, but I also better stay up late as, late as, late as poop. <laughs> if, you're, if you're living in the Philippines, you, you have to stay up late. <clears throat> yeah, and with, with Europe, you know, I didn't mind that as much because like 2 or 3 p.m., depending on where in Europe, was 8 a.m. in Colorado. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a little bit better overlap than uh, 10 p.m., but I, I'm more of a night owl, so I'm, I'm always comfortable working into the evenings. I'd rather do that than have to wake up at like, or in Philippines, you could wake up at like 5, 6 a.m. and get some things done. You can make that work, but I'm just a, I'm a night owl. I'm not a morning bird. Sorry, sorry, listeners. I know I thought we had something, but I'm different from you morning birds. That's okay. Where are my night owls at? Give me, give me a comment, you know, show, show, where are the other night owls at? Slide what about on. you, Connie? You're definitely you're you're a morning bird, aren't you? <laughs> I, you talked about your morning meetings. If if you're a, if you're a night owl, just go ahead and slide right into the handshake and DMs, and uh, <laughs> just swoop into. The but DMs. wait till after 10 p.m. before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd definitely be active. Um, so <laughs> you're gonna get people sending you a bunch of nudes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I hope not. Jeez. Uh, so I am a morning person. I've always been kind of a morning person. Like I'm like a, I'm like a like a firecracker. Like I get up and I I freaking launch launch oh, off yeah. and I go and then I just kind of wean down as the evening goes. So I feel like me working remote in Europe would be really challenging. I want to go work in out of Israel oh, for a little bit, so I have to make that shift, but See I'm a morning guy, right? So you, you got to know what, 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 what your strengths are. I'm, I'm top of my game in the morning. Yeah. Oh, but, well, if you're a morning guy, yeah, you got to, that's tough. Cause in Philippines, it would drive me nuts. You know, my, my peak is probably like 11 to 3 PM. And then I have like, I'll peak again at like, like after dinner time. I'll, I'll take out some work for a few hours right now while I'm uh, single and don't have other evening responsibilities like cooking dinner and doing chores. Now it's just managing tenants and managing teammates. Wait, wait, wait. You're, just because you're single means you don't cook dinners? Yeah, no, I just, I just go out and eat popcorn or something. You just eat out every single night? <laughs> no, I probably cook like two times a week. Yeah. But not not five times not seven times a week all right we'll have to talk offline i got a i got a great organization of uh entrepreneurial alpha women that i'll actually be hosting an event for them here in a couple months and uh yeah i mean it's when you're on when you're entrepreneur you're on your business you got to find someone who's kind of very similar to that and and uh you know we're, we're a different breed of people for sure oh yeah but in the best way possible. Um, so how did you get some, when you're doing your internet, you did some international speaking also when you're traveling last. Do yeah. you reactively reach out <clears throat> to these conferences and, and apply in for the most part? Like, is that how you've gone about over the years of obtaining the speaking gigs you want? Or do you mostly, they mostly always reach out to you and somebody should build their brand enough to the point where they're getting contacted yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like I could look at the web traffic on my website and if there's a country that I don't have many visitors in, but I want to go there and want to speak there, I'll probably be reaching out. I don't know about applying. If they have an apply link, I'm probably not the right speaker for them, but I'll reach out and have a couple questions for their, 
organization, their audience. And if it's worth a conversation, it, it'll happen. Where, uh, you know, now that I actually have some experience, you know, there's, there's international visits on my personal website and, and people do reach out. And of course, the goal is to get where they're always reaching out. Of course, you know, proactively right before the country that I want to go to next. But I don't know if things will ever be aligned that perfectly. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did a lot of reaching out in the beginning. I just, with my last trip to Philippines, I reached out to probably a dozen Eventbrite organizers. I just looked up conferences and in Asia and in Europe that were relevant. And, uh, and yeah, I found, found two gigs that, that worked out from that, but that was back when I was doing unpaid. Now you got to pay. So the pitch is even, you know, there's, and, and like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't made a rule that there's a minimum yet. So, you know, if you're an international organizer, let me know. Cause I'll, I'll hook you up at that rate, but yeah, the rate's going to go up to that, like maybe 5,000 minimum pretty soon here, probably yeah. after this year. What are, what are some of the uh, topics, like several topics someone would pay you for, uh, for a gig for? Yeah, so a lot of my topics revolve around using technology to network better. So at, at let's see, at Social Media Day Denver, that was one of my first big ones. Shout out, Aaron Sell. Um, but that was called How to Use Your Blog to Connect with Influencers, where that same speech has been rebranded for other audiences, like how to use your domain name to meet your idol. Um, I didn't like that title as much. What, what else has there been? Um, and then I've, I've also talked about side hustles and kind of marketplaces, but I've gotten away from that because there's just, there's much more interesting things to talk about and, and more success that I can speak to on the online and domain side of things more than trying out marketplaces. But I've given some side hustle speeches for like entrepreneurs that are looking for that part-time thing that they want to turn full-time. So like Airbnb, Turo, any of those but it's all asset based because the big difference between an Airbnb host and like an Uber driver is the Uber driver is still trading time from where with Airbnb, you're thinking about assets and you're, you're making passive income, less passive income than rinsing out long-term because you got to do their laundry, but <laughs> still you, more passive. Could you than buy like a, like black, a uh, black, black car or whatever. And, and then, bring someone in as a driver and take a cut of their commission. Right. Almost, I've, like, I've, almost like an Uber pimp, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an Uber pimp. No, that's exactly how you would describe that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've always wanted to talk with someone who's done that, but I haven't met anyone who's tried that yet. The Uber pimp model. Cause you can probably make a few passive dollars, but the management probably wouldn't be worth it. Mm. So, uh, by the way, guys, if you want to come, you're going to be at a Denver startup grind, April 17th, when I'll be speaking there, people oh, yeah. come meet you and say, Hey, yeah, I'll be there. I'm looking forward to that. Mr. Doobie. Do you have anything else coming up between now and then people can, uh, keep their eye out here in Colorado for no, but, but I'll be traveling over in California and Texas here for a little while. So, um, hit me up if you're around Southern California or, or San Antonio, Austin area. So Cal. So, uh, all right, well, cool. So if you want to come meet Matt in person, he'll be floating around April. You can't miss him cause he's going to be the loudest dude in the room and shaking everybody's hand. <laughs> so That's true. If you come across a, someone with a, with a aggressive handshake, then be like, are you Matt? That's Matt. If the handshake happens for longer than two minutes, it's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> People just start like, hands start sweating. <laughs> oh yeah. I know about that. Well, you just stand there and smile and just keep going at after it. Oh yeah. Like, 
I can't help it. This is my brand. We have to do this. <laughs> this is not a self-promotion. This is just me generally taking an interest in your handshake and it's, it's sustainability. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, well, as we're wrapping this thing up, man, anything else you want to talk about? Wait, yeah. So, so April 17th at, at 6 p.m., right? Or yeah. 7? Yep. Uh, what is it? Enterprise co-working space. Yep. Rhino. Awesome. Yeah. Thing will sell out. Promo awesome. code UB50 if you want 50% off. The oh, yeah. A little See fireside chat. But, uh, yeah, anything else you want to talk about, share while you're here? Yeah, no, I mean, if, if you guys have questions about domains, I know a lot of people want to acquire their domains. Happy to answer any questions or point you in the right direction to some cool resources. Uh, feel free to hit me up on uh, Instagram. You can swoop into the DM, but I don't have those notifications on. But yeah, slide you can find me slide. online. Oh, yeah, just, I, I thought it was swoop. Is it? But it's slide. I don't know. I don't know. I, I wonder if they mean different things. They probably do. Huh. I've, just, I've been more of a swooper than a slider. I've always thought of a slider being like a delicious pork sandwich. But like I feel like, miniature one. yeah, yeah. You slide in like a delicious pork sandwich. <laughs> you're like swiping, swiping. I feel like you're taking something from somebody, you know, swiper, no swiping. That's, That's a thing. Remember That's door true, to the explorer. Yeah. If you swipe in, yeah, swoop. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Who knows? So but anything yeah, you domain guys, names. Not so yeah. I, and I don't think there's, I, I've, dude, I'm in the marketing realm. And what's fascinating about you is you really are in a very, tight-knit community genre that not a lot of people know about. I know everyone talks about ClickFunnels and landing pages, but then ClickFunnels.com owns your landing page, not you, because you're building your stuff on their land. Same thing with Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm about to rant and go crazy about this stuff, okay, if you don't slow me down. So I'm going to try to slow myself down, okay? Okay. Domain names. I'll help you out. Find me on the internet, Matt Handshake and Holmes. All right, so how can someone reach out to you to uh, get either a date single man or uh <laughs> they want to find out do about domain name shout out shout out your uh your social pages and your you did your website obviously yeah, Do it yeah again. so so handshaking.com without the g is the website and our handle everywhere my handle is handshaking as well everywhere every single website everyone so. until he sells them for 500 million dollars someday <laughs> 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 guys appreciate you listening hey don't forget to subscribe subscribe right i mean if you like the podcast subscribe and leave a review matt's gonna leave us a review i forgot Maybe to I ask already, you i already have i think i already have oh okay well good so leave a review helps with the rankings appreciate you guys listening and i'll see you on the other side Thank you for listening to this episode. If you or your company are looking to jump into the podcast world, now is the time. The Plug Agency is here to connect you to the full power of podcasting. You just record and leave the rest to us. The people are listening and want to hear from you. Theplug-agency.com. That's theplug-agency.com. Click the link in the episode description for an exclusive offer.